Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was, was a bit of a, you know, a, a clown. Your show is better when you had medical questions. Hey! I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus. I've got Ebola virus dripping from my nose. I've got the leprosy of the heart valve exacerbating my incredible woes. I want to take my brain out and blast with the wave an ultrasonic, echographic, and a pulsating shave. I want a magic pill for all my ailments. The health equivalent to Citizen Kane. And if I don't get it now in the tablet, I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane. I want a requiem for my disease. So I'm paging Dr. Steve. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who gives me street cred with the weirdo alternative medicine assholes. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. This is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider, if you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call at 347-766-4323. That's 347-POOHEAD. Follow us on Twitter at Weird Medicine. 
or at drscottwm. Visit our website at drsteve.com for podcasts, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take everything here with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse, practitioner, practical nurse, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, that'd be you, Dr. Scott, yoga master, physical therapist, clinical laboratory scientist, registered dietitian, or whatever. Now listen, we've got an amazing show today, but first we've got to get the plugs in. Don't forget to go to stuff.drsteve.com. That's stuff.drsteve.com for all your Amazon shopping needs. Helps keep us on the air, to be perfectly frank. So please use that whenever you uh, need to shop online, and you can scroll down and you can see all the different topics and products that we talk about here, including the uh, roadie uh, instrument uh, tuner. It's a robot. It's an actual robot that you hold in your hand, and it will tune your stringed instruments for you. It's amazing. Uh, check out uh, tweakedaudio.com. Offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D, for 33% off your purchase. The best earbuds for the price and the best customer service anywhere. If you want to lose weight with me, go to noom, N-O-O-M, dot com. It's not a diet. It's a psychology program. You will lose weight if you do the program. And if you go to noom.drsteve.com and um, sign up, you get two weeks free. And then if you decide that you're going to continue it, then uh, it's just a three-month program, and then you're done. And then you can keep the app and use it for all the things that you would use it for. Anyway, noom.drsteve.com. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. All right. You may have noticed uh, me putting on my best radio voice. That's because we have uh, <laughs> we have a true great in the studio today. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, late of the uh, Don Imus show and currently of the Rod Bartlett Comedy Hour, Hour. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rob Bartlett. Hello, Rob. <laughs> Dr. Steve, how are you? That was, I was actually quite impressed with the voice. I was going to suggest you might want to think about uh, doing some, some voiceover work. <laughs> no, I, you know, the problem, well, I, I would love to do that. I don't think I have the, um, uh, the patience because, you know, I got offered a thing to read an audio book. It's like, I'm not reading this fucking book. <laughs> this is a, uh, and uh, so, yeah, I just um, I don't have I, I'm I'm better off being a doctor with a good radio voice than a radio person that has no ability to actually entertain anybody. In my uh-huh. opinion, in my opinion. I, I, I would disagree. But, you know, <laughs> thank you. Here. Well, hey, let's. Uh, thanks for being here, man. We've talked about doing this for ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking at a picture of you and me, and uh, and then another picture of you and my family and and me uh, when we were in the studio. At, and I can't remember if it was Opie and Jim or if it was actually Opie and Anthony. Do you? Re- um. I know Jim was in the studio. Yep. I don't remember who was opening in Anthony. It might have just been Opie, but yeah, I can't remember. Was Opie and Anthony? I, I I think it was Opie and Anthony. And I it, think it was Opie. Oh, I, I think so too, because it was pretty long time ago. And yeah. um, at that time, um, we were on the air at five in the morning on Mondays. Mm-hmm. And that was when I was amazed, Scott, this Rob Bartlett, who, listen, before there was Opie and Anthony and before we could get Howard Stern, I listened to Don Imus every morning. And, you know, this guy's 
voices and the and the bits that they would do were legendary to us. And then I've got this guy sitting here who was a hero of mine. He says, oh, I know your show. You're Dr. Steve. And so you used to listen to us on the way <laughs> into Imus in the morning on Monday. Yeah. Is that what it was? That's crazy. Yeah. 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 I used to drive in and, and listen to you guys. And it so, was it was great. I mean, it was so entertaining. I mean, yeah, oh, well, thank you. You don't have to. You don't have to well, lie. But you know, it was five o'clock in the morning. So <laughs> right. I get it. But uh, yeah, so that amazed me. That well, first off, I never think anybody's listening, much less somebody that I actually admire. So uh, that that was really cool, and I've been wanting to just have you on just so I could talk to you for an hour and have an excuse and you know <laughs> but anyway uh yeah so you're doing the Rob Bartlett comedy hour you radio the Rob Bartlett radio oh comedy. sorry the Rob Bartlett radio hour yes. and radio and, comedy and, just hang on now the Rob Bartlett radio comedy hour got it okay, All right. okay. I mean you, you're a doctor for crying out loud <laughs> how hard is this it's very difficult and so the Rob Bartlett Radio Comedy Hour, and this is sort right. of the 20, 2021 version of Fire Sign Theater sort of kind of thing. Yeah, right? kinda, sort of, kind of. Yeah. Um, it, oh. it started out, it was, uh, we used to simulcast it on Facebook, Facebook Live. Uh, it was a visual. I, I had this idea of combining Saturday Night Live with the old, like Jack Benny show, where the yeah. actors would stand in front of microphones holding scripts, you know. Sure. Um, and doing sketches, I had a whole troop of people, some really, really talented people, Megan Samard, uh, Steve Mecca, uh, Mandy Lee Thompson, um, uh, Alyssa Alter, Whitney. Um, wow. I can't remember her last name. That was, she's great. Whitney Cummings? N no. You know, I almost said Cummings. So, uh, that was Whitney um, somebody or other. Um, anyway. Anyway. Uh, Whitney Johnson. And um, I believe... Anyway, um, and I you know, co-wrote it with uh, with a guy, um, Andrew Smith, who used to be a head writer at SNL and a dear friend of mine. Um, and we would do this every week. Um, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we had a musical guest every week. and uh, But then we wound up having... Uh, and you were doing this in an actual studio at ABC, right? ABC had it like a broadcast stage where they used to do live stuff on Facebook Live and with cameras and whatnot. So every Monday night they would let us use it. And this cool. was after this was after I'd left ABC after I Miss in the Morning went off the air, mm -hmm. um, and they, they they removed me from the air. Um, <laughs> and uh, we did it for a couple of weeks, and then they said we couldn't use this, the video studio anymore. So then we uh, we just used a radio studio, one of the old radio studios, and just did a. I guess uh, an audio podcast. Sure, uh, sure. So we did it in the studio, but we had no live audience. That was the best part about doing it live on Facebook. We had a live audience in the studio with us. Sure. So we got some reactions. Mm -hmm. um, and then we did it in the studio for a while. And then they gave us uh, an hour on Saturday nights to, to, to do the show. And we used to do an edited version and then an uncensored version for the podcast. And then um, I guess another doctor who wanted, you know, 
to uh, or or something, you know, my pillow guy or somebody wanted to buy an hour on Saturday <laughs> and decided to buy hours. And so we were out. And so we were just doing it from the studio for the podcast. And then they said we couldn't use the studio anymore because there was an insurance problem or something like that. And uh, so now it's just me from my bedroom. So I'm doing all the voices. Yeah. <laughs> effects and all that crap myself no i think that's great though but you know it's it's not the same it um, isn't the same it isn't the same and and you know as such i, I actually got so tired i haven't done one now since december um uh, so i've been really really lax yeah, uh yeah. but now i think after this we get a little bit of publicity I'll, I'll start up again actually i'm working on um something now it's a throwback to the old imus in the morning days back when we were on uh, nbc he had discovered through his urologist, what he thought was a third testicle, but was actually, I guess, a fat deposit or whatever it is. Okay. So, but we named him Tres Huevos. And so I wrote this Tres whole Huevos. series, <laughs> this right. whole series of this Zorro like character named Tres Huevos. Sure. You know, he had his own thing. Out of the night comes a frightening sight. It's the man known as Tres Huevos. Tres Huevos. One more than the average amount. Tres Huevos. Two strikes and he'd have a full count. <laughs> and so uh, I'm, I'm bringing that back, the legend of Tres Huevos. Oh, that's too great. Oh, I love that. Yes, it uh, means three eggs, by the way, uh, Dr. Scott, if you're not fluent in Thanks. Espanol. Thank you for the gracias. And, um, yeah, so eggs being a euphemism for testicles, because uh, tres testiculos would not be a great character name. Well, you can't sit, write a song about that either. No. It, it, it is a, it is a... Uh-oh. 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 It is a, it is, it is a musical. We're losing Rob. Uh-oh. There you are. There you go. Okay. It isn't musical enough, testicolos. Yeah, you know? right, right. No. You know, um, how would you do that? There was actually a line in the, in the first episode when the father, Tresweva's father, says, uh, you know, tells him that he was born with the sign of the three, and it makes him very, very special. And Imus was playing Tresweva's, of course, and Imus goes, you're nuts. And the father <laughs> says, no, Michael. You're nuts. <laughs> That's a great Imus, by the way. I guess after working with him so long, yeah. it would be crazy if no, you didn't. No, have no, 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 no. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. But you're also, uh, for those who, who want to be stand-up comedians, uh, you're doing a uh, thing with them called the RB Studio. Yeah, I decided that, uh, you know, and this came about during lockdown, you know, it was... There's no no way to perform really anymore and, and, and no way of making money anymore. So I yeah. thought, why don't I pass on some of my my expertise and uh, do online, you know, Zoom coaching and in stand up and um, also acting. I, I've been coaching uh, people um, with acting with the, and and some of the musical theater people who um, have auditions and whatnot, and they, they bring their song, and I work with them and, and teach them how to, you know, add some acting techniques to their song, you know, and I have them do the songs as monologues, so that way they get a, a feel for what it would be like if it was actual dialogue. And, yeah. and um, actually, one of the, one of the students, um, young, a young 16-year-old boy from Belfast, um, Auditioned for a casting agent and and got it while he was still on the phone with her. You know, after wow, you know, he did he did like a live audition for her and she signed him immediately. So so you know it'll be like everything else. You know he 
he'll get big and he'll, he'll yep. never write, he'll never call. And that'll be the <laughs> right. You know, like Opie and Anthony, you get them when on the way up and then you get them again on the way back down. That's always been my philosophy in show business. You know, it's like, it's, be nice to the people on the way up because you might get a chance to open for them on the way down. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, if, if someone wants to do this, how would they get in touch with you? You might as well oh, get all the plugs out of the way at the beginning and then we can do medicine. Uh, it's the, the rbstudio.com or, or robio at the rbstudio.com. Okay. If you want to uh, just shoot me an email, it's robio at the rbstudio.com. Awesome. So. Yeah, good. Well, you know, it's, I am usually the one that when something happens, I'm the one that gets F. This is the first time that something catastrophic has happened. And I've actually been okay because, you know, the medical profession, we still had to work. Matter of fact, we right. were kind of, you know, uh, even if I didn't want to work, I would have been compelled to work because there mm-hmm. was a shortage there for a while. Things are calming down now. But, yeah, I cannot imagine... Owning a comedy club, um, a music hall, or a, yeah, a music yeah. venue or something Dang. like. Can you? I mean, you can imagine. I can't imagine it because you know every single one of those sorts of businesses is somebody's dream. They had yes. a dream to yes. have a comedy club or a music venue and yeah. hang out with musicians or play or do all that stuff, and it, that's just the 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 kind of business that absolutely just has been shut down. Mm-hmm. It's tragic. Yes. I, mean, I had done a, uh, a thing with, uh, was they were going for a, a Guinness Book of World Records. Uh, two two comic friends of mine, Richie Byrne and Mark Riccadano, they do a, a, a podcast uh, live, a video podcast every every week on Streamyard. I don't know Streamyard. I think anyway, um, and they tried to break a world a Guinness World Record for the longest comedy podcast, and they actually did it for charity. They, you know, got people to donate, and they were on for, I don't know, 60 hours? Oh, 70 hours. I'm sure it was hilarious by hour 59. <laughs> well, no, because it was this rotating bunch of comics. Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh I thought okay. they did all by themselves. Yes. yes, and so they would do material, or they would, and so I, I popped in a couple of times over the weekend, and, uh, you know, he had guys from, from England, you know, which was a very interesting perspective, whatever, and... Yeah. Um, I realized that not just the the ability to perform was something that I missed, but the camaraderie. It's like you know yeah, you you yeah. miss your tribe. Yeah, you know I yeah, miss the yeah. just sitting around the table, you know, just shitting on each other. Yeah, yeah, I mean shooting the shit and 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 you know Voss was on. I was able to shit on him, and then he got me back. He hung <laughs> up on me. It was just great. That's you know, it was just it was really really great. And I realized how much I had missed that part of the business. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine. And, um, you know, we uh, the, the one benefit for me has been that most of my meetings have either been canceled or gone all virtual, but that doesn't really work that way for this business. And I see, yeah, I don't know how Noam is keeping the doors open. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, Norm, I'm sure you know Noam, uh, Noam Dorman, the uh, owner of the Comedy Cellar and the mm-hmm. Fat Black Pussycat and all that stuff. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How unless he just has this huge bankroll, uh, how he's keeping that going? But you know, it'd be tragedy if places like that just close down and don't come back. Because I hear in Manhattan about sixty percent of the small businesses are gone and they're never coming back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very very true. I mean, uh, a lot of comedy clubs I know are trying to do virtual shows. Yeah, um, how's that I going? I you know I one of my friends did it. Over the weekend, and I'm, I'm curious to find out. There was also another comic I knew who was doing. Actually, it's Mark Riccadano, one of the guys from the podcast, was doing a theater in uh, 
in New Hope, Pennsylvania. Uh, and it's this theater that seated 300, uh, and there were 45 people oh, in, in the house. And, and it, you know, I was breaking his balls and telling him it wasn't because, you know. Of, <laughs> right, it wasn't because of COVID. That's, that's, COVID. It wasn't a draw in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, that's really something. Well, um, do you are, are you interested in doing some medical questions with us? Just hang out. Sure. And we'll just we've got some random questions. We've got some, and I'm, uh, you are on the same line as the call thing. So I'll try to work that out so that you can okay. hear everything. Right. And then, uh, but you had a, an interesting sort of medical uh, question or perspective that you wanted us to talk about. If I remember, yeah. Correctly. I mean, I have this friend um, who. So everybody, by the way, everyone who calls in, they're calling for a friend. So <laughs> you're in good, you're in good company. No, but this is actually for a friend. Um, <laughs> okay. I know. It, it always is. It's always for a friend. I get it. It's, <laughs> I, I, I swear. Um, I, the, how do I describe it? The, the, the penis is playing peekaboo. It's, it's, it's up inside the body. And and it's even when it's not cold, and it's difficult um, to to pee sometimes because it's you know you got to kind of like yank it out you know it's yeah. you know I mean I got a pair of tweezers and I'm trying to because you mean your friend I already, I already have a problem uh, <laughs> you know I, I'm not working with much to begin with I'm 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 hung like a salmon so um, <laughs> is that good I don't. <laughs> Have you ever seen the penis on a set? I have not. Okay, that, so that, my... that answered my own question, didn't it? Exactly. And so <laughs> you know, and so it's it's like it's like it's up inside. It's like what? Why? And 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 what do I do to uh, to fix this problem? For your friend, you mean? For my friend, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the the first question is. Uh, is your friend at his? I'm going to assume it's a it's a guy. Uh, I'm making an assumption, but is is your friend at his ideal body weight? Um, don't think so. Okay. Okay. Because the, I, I'm sure you're not aware of this, but there's a thing called Dr. Steve's rule, and Dr. Steve's rule is that every 35 pounds of weight that you lose, you regain one inch of penis length. And there are some people that have a pubic fat pad that is um, luscious enough that um, they actually start with negative penis length, you know, that the that the penis is, is retracted somewhat inside the fat pad. So with 35 pounds, let's just say it's an inch back, you lose mm -hmm. 35 pounds, now it'll be even. Now you're neutral. Mm -hmm. Then you lose another 35 and it'll be an inch out and then another 35, yeah. another inch. Now there's a limit to this. That's only That relationship's only linear for part of the curve, right? Because I mean, if you lose 350 pounds, you, that's no guarantee you're going to have 10 inches of penis length. But uh, but you'll get you'll optimize the closer you are to your ideal body weight. So that's the first thing. The second thing is is that there are some people that have a very profound and powerful cremaster reflex, and the cremaster reflex is the is the shrinkage. You know, the George Costanza. Shrinkage. It's the shrinkage. Shrinkage. Um, that uh, and and the, the the reason the body does that is for for one a couple of things is that you can't procreate if you don't have your testicles and your penis all functioning and and intact. Mm -hmm. So the body. Uh, will gather them up during times of stress and particularly cold weather. 
And in some people, it just never lets go. You know, it just holds on to them, and it takes uh, an act of Congress to uh, relax the the junk enough so that you can see them from the outside. <laughs> and um, and it may actually be an evolutionary advantage for some people. You know, if you were jumping over tiger cages for, uh, for you don't want anything example, dangling right, below you while you're jumping in. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So um, uh, so in those folks, the cremaster reflex and. Uh, it the other th- function that it serves is to keep the testicles at the proper temperature. So you can only make sperm when uh, the testicles are about three degrees below body temperature. Why? I don't know. That's a question. If I'm, when I'm sitting in front of our creator uh, and it's Q and A time, that'll be my first question. You know, mm-hmm. why would you make it that way? But anyway, uh, so it has to be three degrees below body temperature. Well, the only way to do that is to drop it be- between the legs. And there are well, so yeah, you can also teabag it in in you know like a cold drink. Yes, I mean would help too. I would think. Well, if you teabag a cold drink, now it's gonna. Well, that's true, but then uh, it will retract. E- even more at that point uh, okay, because now it's got to raise the body temperature. Gotcha. So when it's retracting, it's trying to raise. When they're drooping, it's trying to lower the temperature. Okay. Now you'll have some people that will get varicose veins of the scrotum, and that's called a varicocele. And when you those people, when you reach down there to examine your testicles, instead of feeling testicles, you'll feel what feels like a bag of worms. And that that bag of worms actually enlarged, dilated veins, or a.k.a. varicose veins, just like in your legs. Um, and those are no longer able to be heat sinks to draw heat away from the testicles. And when that happens, the testicles attain, they'll keep drooping farther and farther in an attempt to lower the temperature, but they can't do it. And those people will become infertile because the uh, the testicles then attain body temperature and they can't escape it anymore. So, you know, there's all kinds of interesting problems to do with our testicles. But uh, in your friend's uh, in your friend's situation, I, the first thing I would do is have them attain their ideal body weight, and then we'll see what what's really going on mm-hmm. because they may have a good nice meaty six inches and it's just buried in that pubic fat pad and until mm-hmm. they lose weight all over it's hard to lose mm-hmm. weight in one part of your body mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha right. um then, i can't believe when i was looking up what am i going to ask him what am i going to ask him <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one strange strange penis conditions <laughs> well, well and you remember uh sam roberts and uh the yeah, young sure. man who's now on the morning show on Sirius. XM uh, channel 103 and uh, he had and I'm not talking out of school because he talked about this a bunch of a thing called phimosis and that's where he had normal you know meaty you know flaccid penis but the foreskin was so narrow that when he urinated it would balloon up and then he would it would just dribble out the out the end and In a situation like that, that's not tenable. And you can't. He couldn't retract it to clean it. He couldn't retract it to have an erection. It's just a mess. So, so basically, what you're saying is Sam was not Jewish. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> At least not observant. And uh, but but he uh, he uh, did have an adult circumcision, though. He said it was the most painful oh. thing that he's ever experienced. Oh. 
I don't oh. think Sam's had a lot of pain in his life anyway, but I think if, when they take your foreskin off as an adult, it sucks. Well, I, I, there's one more thing I think oh. that's a little bit more painful. I, I, you know, I had read somewhere where it, as a form of birth control, and this speaks to what you were saying about the, the temperature of the of the scrotum, yeah. uh, when I used to put my, my dick in a microwave to, to heat it up. Exactly. Um, it, it, that was pretty painful. Exactly the uh, same thing. But <laughs> my wife didn't get pregnant, so it was, yeah. it was you know it worked for me. Fair um, enough. And you but just... you know the problem the problem is it's that you know it it, it it gets hot, it gets bubbly, it doesn't get crisp though. You can't get a crisp <laughs> in the microwave, and I, I blame I blame the school systems. Yeah. Um, okay. Fair enough. I think the school systems are partly to blame for that. Um, you have to have you have to have that little silver thing under it to get it to crisp up, and even then, it'll only just be the bottom. Maybe you should try an air fryer. That there you go. Air there you go. That might, that might do it. Much better idea. You don't want an oil I'm burn. Gonna, I'm going to have to give Doctor Scott one of these. Yeah. Give yourself a bill. All right. I think you're absolutely right. I thought uh, I had a choice between that um, and and uh, the Peyronie disease. I thought those would be the two interesting things that I could bring to the table that you know might might be funny. And, and I- today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you. You watch them do it the right way, and you go, "Thank God I didn't try to do that myself." <laughs> I have fully done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. 
Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. I think I chose the right one. That I was think, good. I think you did. Pyramides is a good I, I one to talk everyone to. If you want to come on the Dr. Steve show and you need something to talk about, I, I suggest you Google strange um Strange penis conditions and yep. see. Well, see, see when I go on someone else's show, if they invite me, <laughs> I, I have really nothing to offer. I mean, I'm not <laughs> funny. I'm not glib. I'm just terrible. But I know what's will make them puke. And so I'll have them Google image. I did this on uh, on uh, Chip Chipperson's show, mm-hmm. and it was just going nowhere. I said, here, Google image this. And I gave him a couple of things to Google image. One of them is a thing called oral myiasis. And um, I would advise everyone listening to this right now to not, not go- do don't it. Google image that. Uh, but it will always get people puking. Basically what it is is it's, you know, maggots growing in people's bad dental uh, care. And uh, the pictures are absolutely horrific. And uh, it works for me because, they, you know, if people are puking because I had them look at a picture, it's funny. But I don't have to be funny that way. The material is funny. But anyway, but no, that was actually. And we should talk about Peroni's disease. It's been a while since we've discussed it on the mm-hmm, show. Mm-hmm. Well, I haven't heard about anything about it since Bill Clinton. I mean, that was really he was the most famous guy I know. And that's right. That was how what, they. How, how would you describe it? Like what? What exactly is it? I mean, it's a curvature, right? But it is. But it's. Uh, I mean, most people have some curvature. There are very few penises that are perfectly straight. Although I, you know, in yeah, yeah. seeing some porn, I've seen a few of them. But most <laughs> people's uh, penis will, when erect, will curve to one side or the other slightly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peyronie's penis, however, is something different. Um, that's generally happens because of scar tissue on the semi-elastic sheath around this, the shaft of the penis. So mm-hmm. if, if that sheath was perfectly elastic, when you filled the, the penile cavern, you know, the caverns up with blood, you would just get a balloon, right? You get a spherical mass that would be just squishy, and that wouldn't be very much fun to have sex with. So uh, the penile shaft sheath is elastic in sort of the axial direction, a little bit in the girth direction. But then it attains a, uh, a stretch that it can't go beyond that. And then the more blood you pump in there, the harder it gets until you can't scratch it with a, with a you know, a cat can't scratch it. That's the way we would say it in Tennessee. Yep. And um, uh, so, but, so, but that sheath is semi-elastic. If you get a, some scar tissue in that sheath where it is now no longer elastic, what's going to happen? It'll it'll enlarge everywhere except there, and so it will bend in the direction of the scar tissue. Now, how do you get scar tissue in your sheath? That was my next question. I will tell you how, my friend. Uh, you're a little bit uh, drunk, and uh, your partner, 
who, you know, uh, your partner of your choice is on top of you so that you don't have control of the thrusting and you're laying there sort of passively and this person is thrusting and then your penis is not fully erect so it's a little bit malleable and then they thrust down with the penis a little maybe it's not well lubed or it's half in and half out and it bends bends your erect member and when that happens you can get a fracture not always a fracture is horrendous and you'll have intense pain at that area with swelling as the blood starts to pool around there and uh, it, it's an extremely painful and big giant sort of you know uh, hematoma penis and is an emergency in most cases. and that is an that's a medical emergency don't be embarrassed people people will admire you for you know actually having uh, you know an injury happen during intercourse so if you're worried about being embarrassed or humiliated at the emergency room don't okay. definitely go but uh, and if you get that, you will always get scarring in that area. But not always, though. Sometimes it'll just bend, and you'll think it's no big deal. And then the trauma from the folding in half of the penis over time will set in some scar tissue or fibrotic tissue in that where that crease was. And mm-hmm. so in those people, they won't even know. And then one, they'll just notice a month later. Gosh, you know, every time I have an erection, it's painful and it's bending you know, 90 degrees or, or 120 degrees to the right or the left. And it used to be we didn't have a good treatment for that. They would give people these um, turnbuckle things where you have a, uh, um, a sheath that goes around the base of the penis and one that goes around the Roman war helmet. And then you'd have turnbuckles mm-hmm. on there and you would turn them a little bit more every day. You had to walk around with this contraption on your cock and mm-hmm. they would, in an attempt to stretch it back out again. That's one thing that you could do. And if you can catch it early, uh, after a fracture, sometimes you can get it to heal straight that way. Uh, but the Fract- other, yeah. see, fractured penis. I never knew that you could fracture a penis. I yeah. mean, and fractures kind of a conversation starter. I mean, good at parties. <laughs> yes. You know, want to sign my cast? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, fracture is kind of a it's a misnomer. It's not really fractured. Yeah, it's it's more ruptured. Fracture, yes. But okay. because there's no bone there, we're not. There are some animals that have bones in their penis, but oh, humans. Yeah thankfully are not one of those so boner's misnomer that, yes exactly right right it's it's bone like and uh, or bonoid or what would it be what would it be bonesque yeah bonesque thank you that's the word i was going for i'll give you give yourself a bill you probably can't hear that that's opie saying give yourself a bell um so uh so those anyway um we do have treatments now though Okay. And the treatment is uh, a couple of things. There, there are some drugs that you can use. One of them is a calcium channel blocker called verapamil. But the one I'm really interested in is collagenase. And what that is is it's an enzyme that will break down scar tissue. So you go to a urologist. They find the scar. They inject it with this stuff. And then you can use the turnbuckle or you can just use some stretching techniques. Or a fancy cast. Or, or yeah. Um, like, yeah, That's fancy cast. That's a good cast. idea. I like that. And... Uh, and they'll dissolve that scar and they can even it out. Mm-hmm. Now, a little bit of curvature is actually a pretty good thing. Yes. And here's why. It gives you the illusion of girth. So if you're a mm-hmm. needle dick, mm-hmm. but you have a penis that curves to the right or the left, when you first, let's assume that you're putting it in a vagina. It could be any orifice of your choice. <laughs> but we'll just, for the purposes of this discussion, we'll say vagina. And so when when you insert it, you're going to be, let's say it's curved to the to the left, that mm-hmm. or to the 
it doesn't matter, curve to the left, um, you'll be putting some pressure on the left uh, vaginal wall. Mm-hmm. Then as you continue to insert, now that middle curve is going to start putting some pressure on the right vaginal wall. Right. And then when you get all the way in, it's going to be curving back and you're going to get some more pressure on the left vaginal wall. And it, to the brain in, that's attached to that orifice, it's going, to, it's going to give it the illusion that you've got a much girthier penis in there. Right. See, the ideal situation, I guess, would be that if it curved upwards, then you have the, the G-spot stimulator already built in. And I would give you another uh, OP drop, but it just seems like it would, you know, I'm, it's going to be redundant. start sounding redundant <laughs> if I keep doing that. That's exactly right. You're a genius, sir. That's, that's why I love your show is because you can learn things. <laughs> that's right. See, these are all important things. I remember Bill Burr. Uh, uh, making fun of us when we did um, uh, a bit where I had one of my friends come up and taste urine to see if he could tell who was diabetic. <laughs> and it was it was a great bit, but it was pretty sophomoric. But uh, And that's, by the way, why doctors of invented dip urine dipsticks uh-huh. or at least requested that they be invented sure. so we didn't have to taste urine Thanks, anymore but uh, it was a very successful experiment but bill burr said you know we're going to be at a party tonight we're going to be telling people oh well, did you know diabetes means siphon in greek you know so you do learn some things <laughs> hey i've got uh, can, hey can i can can i throw this in there of course if we're talking about painful penises i would like to talk to somebody that had an adult um Circum- surgery circumcision yeah. right well we know we have a friend well i know but but oh, okay. and compare that to someone that's also had a, a cystoscopy which is worse oh, which we've it's, had right which you and i both had what would be worse okay so uh lord have mercy so dr rob we uh oh. dr scott and oh. i both had cystoscopies where they take a fiber optic scope and stick it up the uh urethral meatus aka the cock hole and uh and they look around in there and these oh. these jackasses and for the urologists out there you know who you are they'll <laughs> they take this little fiber optic scope scope and it's it's not little it's well it, when it's going up your penis it seems much larger than it is but it's still pretty small but they'll 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 take um j- uh, numbing gel and they'll put it on this thing and they'll say, oh, you know, we're going to, you know, give you a little numbing gel. That's for them. That's to make them feel better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make us feel any better. As a matter of fact, yeah. I think it makes it worse. Because it made it burn that it much get, worse on the way in. It gives you the illusion it's going to help, and it does not. And th- then you feel like you're pissing razor blades, even though you're not actually urinating at the mm-hmm. time. Now, I don't want to scare anybody away from having no, this. It's a good it, test. Having the good test test. done. And even as uncomfortable as it is, is still better than the things that they're looking for. Yes. So, you know, we're being funny, but, yes. you know, don't don't not do it just because we're we're saying it sucked, but it did suck. Oh, it's horrible. But uh, we had a friend, uh, Jefferson the Shyster. He's a lawyer that used to do legal stuff on this show and also just make horrendous jokes. Um, and uh, uh, he had an adult circumcision and the method that they used didn't hurt him at all. He pay, he played softball the next day. Yep. So they are getting better at that. And okay. It, yeah. So anyway. Phew. Oh, man. Enough with the penises. That's what I'm talking about. Enough with the penises. I guarantee you this will be one of the highest rated shows you've done. <laughs> of course. You can't lose with the dick. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. Let's, um, you want you want to take some phone calls? Yeah. All right. Let's, uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, hey, we got one for Dr. Scott. Let's let him. I'm going to pot you up just a little bit so you can hear this uh, Chairman Rob and then we'll go from there let's see uh oh 
There it is. Hi, Tacey. Can I talk to the guy sitting beside you, namely Dr. Scott? Oh, anyway, that's funny. Got a question for Scott. Did you get it? He said, hey, Tace, uh, can I talk to the guy sitting next to you? They'd all think they were talking about me. <laughs> but they's talking about you, Dr. Scott. That's Stacy Deloach, everyone. Give him one of these. Okay, all right, enough of that. Okay, here you go. That's my one voice that I can do, uh, Rob. It's the about redneck asshole. Therapy. I saw a YouTube video about that, and I remember Michael Phelps one, one time. There was a big question about all these dots on his back, and it was about cup therapy. Does that actually work as a Chinese medical treatment or any kind of medical treatment so what's the answer dr scott yes <laughs> okay when well, you, next question yes thanks please no it, it it can work really well when done properly well, tell us about yep. this because it looked michael phelps gets in the water and he's got these bruises. circular you know marks on him yep. i don't know are they bruises they're bruises that's exactly what they are so tell us the tell us the procedure what you actually do, and then tell us why you do it, sure. and then try to make up a reason why it might actually work. <laughs> hey, adult school, and the way I was trained, we we took these glass balls, which was what Michael Phelps had, and these are these oh. glass globes. You put a little one drop of alcohol in there, and you, and you light it, and it creates a flame. That's right. It's a, it's a little teen explosion, creates a vacuum, and you put this on these sore spots, right? And, and, okay, so you're burning off the oxygen, burn, right, and then it leaves vacuum. when you throw it on there. It le- and it's heating up, too, so as it cools down, the air will contract. Right. And it pulls the skin. There, and it pulls the skin up into the cup. Yep, pulls the skin up into the cup. And um, that's one that's one that's incredibly dangerous. It is. I don't do that. I don't do it. It's, it's just too easy. And if it slips and falls off, then that glass cup falls in your floor, and you have glass every damn where. Yeah, um, and fire. And fire. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, Steve. If you miss the first time... Oh, that didn't s- stick, you know, so that you put another drop of alcohol in there and you do light it again. Well, the glass starts getting really hot. I don't do it like that. So how do you it's, do it? I, I, we have these old plastic, these little plastic suction cups. You suction them up there, and then you can control the amount of pressure putting on the skin. Okay, wait a minute. So you got a cup, and it's got some sort of a... a little suction device on top. Yeah. Okay. With, and it's got a little trigger. It's a trigger mechanism. So each cup has its own suction thing, or you've got a suction thing that you attach yeah, to it? Yeah, a suction cup that you attach to it. So okay. you, let's say I've got 20 cups, yeah. and you just go one... Suck, suck, and you pull it up until the person's comfortable, until you've reached a, what you would call a therapeutic uh, well, a pull. Okay, that's a that's which a big is a word. relative term. I know that, but um, <clears throat> I do moving cupping. I put coconut oil on the skin. Mm-hmm. So, like if let's say if um, um, let's say if our body Rob comes in with a muscle spasm in his back, I put some coconut oil, rub it in, make sure the music is playing, <laughs> and I put the pull those cups put a cup on him and pull it just tight enough yep. so I could slide the cup up and down. I don't Now bruise. that I could see. Yeah. We've talked about this before. Yeah. To loosen up the fascia and the skin. That's layers right. of uh, tissue. I can see that yeah. because how else would you yeah. lift it? You can't, you can't get underneath it and somehow lift it up. Nope. And there's no way that you can lift skin up. Nope. It's but you a, can with that. Now, that makes perfect, sense to It's me. a perfect balance to a massage. I love a massage because the massage is pushing, kneading, mashing, and cupping is the exact opposite. It's sucking, pulling. It's pulling the pressure off the bone. So, you know, if we've got somebody with a back pain, and you can feel it's right on a rib, you can just pull the, the muscle and the fascia and skin off there. It takes the pressure off the nerve. It works extremely well. Now, see, that makes sense to me. Yeah. What they're well. saying, and I, I know Rob saw the same thing, mm-hmm. is these circular things mm-hmm. 
all over and they're and they're saying well they're bringing blood up there and somehow that's anti-inflammatory it to a certain degree it's, it's more it's more of a noxious stimulant but you know something else i use for cupping for is a, is for a rash or urticaria i'll actually put a little teeny needle right in the center of, of, of a rash mm-hmm. put a cup and pull the heat out of it it works extremely well now i know you're gonna poo-poo that but it works extremely well <coughs> Well, so, does it really? It does. Yeah, but okay. you know, I don't, I don't, I don't like putting these huge bruises on people. Like it takes a while to go away, and you have to explain. Makes them them. feel like they Makes did them. something. Yeah. So, so I, have, I have a question, Doctor Scott. Sure. If so, if you have a, a pain in your neck, mm-hmm. getting a hickey would be therapeutic. That's a hundred percent correct. Yes. There you go. And and if I can't do it with a cup, I'll do it myself. So now, guys, you have an excuse. That's right. You come home, your wife says, what is that? You just said, I had some cup therapy for my neck. (laughs) Hickey (laughs) therapy. Do people still do hickeys? I mean, oh, I don't know. I hadn't had one in a while. I never did one. You have to intentionally do (laughs) a hickey. And so you're doing that just to basically make your mark on somebody. Yeah, I don't think I've ever, I don't think (laughs) I've ever given a hickey to anybody. Except for a cup. No, that's weird. Yeah, you know, you're like this is my property. Yep. This is this person. You know, it's but the things yep. all over their neck. Hey, 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 Rob, I had a guy years ago that had a had a boil on his head, and I I took a little uh, um and lanced it with a little scalpel and then put this that cup and sucked the pus out of it. Mm. Perfect. Really? Right up, yeah. yeah. Well, that makes blood sense. and pus everywhere. That wonderful. sounds like a medical procedure that you might that might be beyond the scope of your license. Nope. Nope. No? Nope. 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 You I can take it. a scalpel and you can lance. Mm-hmm. You should those bleeding needles. See, I do bleeding really? therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Big old. I mean, they're like eight, they're like eighteen gauge needles. Yep. Oh, basically you're going back to the age of of leeches. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Hey, I, we did a bleeding therapy on this guy today for sure what? Did. For stress. Okay, now we're going to... So you're also a barber, is what you're saying. Yes, that's exactly right. right, right. That's where the red and white uh, barber pole came from, you know. They they would take the blood-soaked gauze and they would hang it outside on a... Yep. On a um, on a pole. Yep, yep, yep. And that's where you knew where the barber was. And then when they quit, Give actually. Give yourself a meal. <laughs> <laughs> Give yourself a meal. There you go. So we gotta. Okay, listen. I've never heard you talking about bleeding. Oh therapy. yeah. Now this is a new new level of of malarkey. Watch it now. All hey, right. There's there's a five hundred years of research on this. Okay. I'll find some research. It. I'll find some. No, it's okay. Let's talk about. Well, it. I, don't, I don't have the research today. Okay. But I can find it. That's like uh, Tommy right. Flanagan. I can speak russian when i'm in the mood mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> check out dr scott's website at simplyherbals.net simplyherbals.net also it's kind of spelled like simplyherbals.net so you can remember it um, yeah i give rob i give scott a hard time but um actually he and i were partners in uh in medicine a long time ago and uh that's how we first met and started working together and when I when Western medicine failed one of my patients where I'd done you know, I'd done A, I've done B, I've done C, I've done all these things. I ruled out things that were gonna kill him, they still felt like crap. I'd send him to Scott and he'd feel all these pulses that we don't understand and uh, he could make a diagnosis that didn't make sense to us, but it, the patients got a name for what was wrong with them and hundred percent of them felt better. Mm-hmm. 
afterwards. It's, it's just because it shows you something that's five thousand years old is there for a reason. That's right. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm, and and there really is for, and I, I give him a hard time about some of this stuff, but oh, the sure. acupuncture that he does. There's really good data on yes. that for a lot of different things. Now, if Scott was saying, "Hey, I can cure cancer oh, by putting hell. a needle in your in your third knuckle," then no. I would be, oh, um, no. you know, we would have a problem. Yes. But uh, he's the perfect example of a complementary uh, medicine uh, uh, type practitioner because we complement each other. You know, yeah, what working I, together. What I'm no good at, he's really good at, and vice versa. So, oh yeah. So, yeah. what would be the Chinese medicine? Um, solution for erectile dysfunction oh excellent question that is a good question because there is there are a couple of them and scott doesn't mess with those but mm-hmm. talk about talk about the ones that you do mess with we have a, a couple herbal formulas i know where you're going with that <laughs> yeah with it but there are there are some that, that have astragalus and ginseng and things of that nature that'll stimulate the um the energy um yohan beam root's been proven to help with mm-hmm. with with um, erectile function yeah Back before Viagra came out, that's what we used. Mm-hmm. You know, we used, uh, um, uh, um, oh gosh, what's the injectable one? Uh, uh, Spanish fly? Yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. Spanish fly just makes you have an itchy ur- urinary tract. Oh, yeah. So okay. Somehow that's supposed yeah. to, um, uh, uh, alprostadil. Alprostadil yeah. is an injection. Oh, yeah, we used to inject that, and it's a vasodilator. And then uh, we would use Yohimbe. That was all we had. Yep. Rob, I'll tell you, and depending on the depending on the case, we have a couple different formulas for whatever the person's reason may be. But and, and Dr. Steve will tell you this too. A lot of times, erectile dysfunction is a psychological thing. So sometimes mm. I'll give somebody some uh, some herbal medicines just to calm them down, and then tell them to go to do their thing, and it works out pretty yeah, well. Performance yeah, performance anxiety. Per- performance anxiety. And uh, I've had that as well. That some people just needed to have the Viagra in their back pocket. Yep. Knowing that it was there, they would be able to perform. Because oh, see, I thought that was how you used it. You just put it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. but, I started using it wrong all these years. No, it's not wrong. It actually, it for, there's a subset of people, it works just great. It works. You know, uh, the placebo is a tough, a good pill to take sometimes. The placebo is a, a great drug. Yep. yep. <laughs> the placebo is so important that we have to subtract it from every single drug trial that we do. You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing. So it's uh, it's and we have pr- practitioners that do th- certain things and without saying any without I don't want to piss anybody off. But there are some therapeutics where you don't even touch the patient. You just mm-hmm. wave your hands over. Right. Them, right? right. And they'll say, oh, we manipulate bioenergy fields and we do this and we do that. And it's like oh, Seriously. Mm-hmm. But um, but they don't want to say that they are uh, uh, manipulating the placebo effect, right? Mm. Because somehow that's less important. My argument is the placebo effect is so important that every single study that we've ever done that's worth anything subtracts out the placebo effect because we know how important it is. Mm. So for those people that do procedures that rely on the placebo effect but they don't want to call it that i i came up with a and i actually published an article about this uh, a, a substitute term called the cryptogenic therapeutic effect mm. means the same thing cryptogenic just means we don't know sounds pretty fancy. but therapeutic means it actually is doing something so that people can say yes well instead of making up some bioenergy field that no one's ever detected just right. say you know my technique uses the cryptogenic therapeutic effect it sounds fancy it sounds scientific and it's more true mm-hmm. anyway. brilliant 
Really there you brilliant. go. Thank you, sir. That's why I told you that, so that you would <laughs> give me that compliment. All right, let's take another call. Um, hey, guys, another question for you. Same guy. To the news, and they're talking about, I know you're a dog lover, about using canines for detecting coronavirus in people's sweat. Mm-hmm. And then another one that they've been training up for detecting the virus where they need to do massive cleaning at. wonder if you could explore that. Bye. That's fascinating. That's pretty cool. Dogs are amazing. You know, uh, the olfactory sense is the first one wired to the brain. So in humans, the... Um, sorry, i got to get rid of this sound. There we go. In humans... Um, our olfactory nerves are pretty short. It's just enough for us to smell that there's shit in our food. Right on. That's basically what it's there for. Right. And protection, uh, right? So, yeah. So we don't eat something rotten. Right. And it uh, contributes to taste as well. If you ever tried to yes. eat something while you're holding your nose, you know about that. Dogs, you see their snout for the most part. Um, you know, a, a normal dog snout is six to eight inches long, and it's all filled with with olfactory nerve cells up in the top. Hmm. And uh, they can um, detect uh, uh, orders of magnitude uh, better, chemicals, uh, chemical scents better than we can. Hmm. And uh, so this is very interesting. I haven't seen this research, and that's something you might look yeah, up, sure, Dr. Scott, while we're, while we're talking about it. But um, animals have all kinds of interesting properties. I don't know, Rob, if you've heard uh, about the cats in nursing homes. They'll have these cats in these nursing homes, and they'll go visit these people and just hang out in their room. And then a week later, the people die. And the hypothesis is somehow the cats are can tell that they've got something that other people aren't aware of. And uh, so, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me that dogs can can smell marijuana that's been double, triple wrapped in someone's uh, in someone's car. How in the hell they do that, that there might be some interesting scent that the virus makes in people's sweat, some byproduct of breaking down the virus that they can smell. Did you find something, Scott? Yeah, just just out of it. I'm trying to see if it's a good... Well, anyway. I had heard that there are some dogs that can smell if a person has cancer or not. I've heard this as well, and again, uh, you know, just subtle changes in our metabolism may be uh, uh, something that a dog, or you then take that and turn it into a technology. You know, we have sniffing machines, things that can smell... Uh, sense, but none of them are as um, as subtle or robust as as biological uh, odor sensors. What did you find, Scott? Yeah, evidently, all across the world, there are dog trainers that are training um, dogs to, uh, to to smell COVID. So, okay, they're training dogs, but are they having any success with it? What's going on? Yeah. So, according according to what I'm reading here, it looks like dogs have somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 million. Um, sensors in their nose compared to six million for humans. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so Stephen, I'm just kind of scanning this real quick. So it is. It's um, an order of magnitude times five. Yeah. It's it, which More. is profound. Yeah. So real quick, what what they're saying here is they they actually did a, a, a small study. Um, it, it was in uh, Beirut. Sixteen hundred and eighty patients, or not patients, sorry, passengers in an airport. Okay. Um, they had two dogs. That were their top that they kind of identified as their top their top dogs, 
they um, identified out of the 1,680 people going through this airport mm-hmm. in, in an hour, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 158 COVID cases that were confirmed later by a PCR test. 100%? 90, uh, the animals correctly identified negative results with 100% accuracy and correctly detected 92% of all positive Holy cases. Holy crap. That's, and that's Ow. in an airport now, which think about the benefit of that and not having to do a, uh, like uh, one of my, one of our friends, she's flying to see her mother overseas tomorrow mm-hmm. and she had to have a, a, um, a, 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 a test today so that she can fly overseas tomorrow. Yeah. But just think if you could get these dogs trained and be able to take them to the train stations or bus stations airports you know so people can get to see their families overseas or or, or in some other some that's other, amazing it's pretty cool yeah i wonder if they were detecting if those patients were also febrile because i would want to know right. how many of those actually had fevers because i could see a dog being able to pick somebody out with a fever and yeah. right now if people if you have a fever and you're walking around you probably have COVID 19 right so um now if like 50 percent of them had elevated temperatures but they still detected 92 percent right. of you know or 92 percent accuracy that's amazing well and, and i can compare it to the way the dogs will, will sniff seizures prior to someone having a seizure yeah i wonder about that so if you get, well yeah. i know yeah there there could be subtle things things that are happening in the body just before certain or people have a seizure or just electrical discharges where they're getting a little bit of what we would call fasciculation where the muscles are starting to just vibrate right. a little bit before the whole thing happens sort of like a the opposite of an aftershock and an earthquake may, may i say this real quick yeah of what course. they're saying and i just read this too they what the way they trained these dogs was they actually took them to a hospital and they had samples of positive patients who had who had had the uh, nasal swabs yeah and uh, that's how they train these 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 dogs to and that wow that's cool that's cool all right cool well, stuff well rob what do you have a dog yeah two actually what can they do um <laughs> besides annoying me right. bark uh, hump they can lick themselves which is something i think is you know worth being a dog just for that you know how uh, long i tried to do that when i was 12 and 13 I still, every once in a while, when I'm, I'm watching TV, get the urge just to see if I can, mm, you know, yeah, just because yeah. I think it's a great, it's a good party trick. The answer is <laughs> always the same, but it would be amazing if you could. It would change yeah. everything. <laughs> Why would you ever pursue, a, you know, a sex partner, though, if you could blow yourself? Um, I mean, you wouldn't. No, agreed. That'd be stupid. <laughs> you speak the truth. <laughs> well, listen. Oh my God! Like Woody Allen's quote about masturbation: "It's sex with somebody I love." That's right. <laughs> but, but I've learned, you know, if you use your other hand, it feels like somebody else is doing it. So that's right. That's. Kinda is the thing. Hey, Rob, or if you'll sit on your hand for long enough and it goes numb, and then oh, you do it, yeah. then it does. It definitely feels like somebody else doing it. Yes, that's I like interesting. That. Yeah, I like that. I heard, allegedly, my we, friend. My friend we, allegedly, right? Yeah. We yeah, have no. talked on this show several times about people who have premature ejaculation, and one of the techniques <clears throat> to uh, fix that is to practice edging. Basically, it's edging. You you masturbate yourself up to the point where you're going to uh, uh, you know cross the the you know the Threshold. the event horizon where there's right. no return. <laughs> and, uh, and but you get up to that point and then you back off, which is hard to do, but it's a good technique to learn how to do. 
And then I teach them to get a uh, like a flashlight or one of those just gel masturbator things. But don't jack it up and down. Put it on a table that's about waist high and then just actually have intercourse with it. You know, where you're standing there and inserting and then thrusting and then practicing that way. And then that more closely uh, simulates actual intercourse than if you're just, you know, jacking that thing up and down. So um, I don't know why I got off on that tangent. It's still fascinating to me, but uh, it had nothing to do with what we're talking about. But it's... um, uh, uh Uh-oh. Oh, we had one of those Skype moments. Sorry, I missed that whole line. Sorry. It's a tip I'm going to take with me, I'll tell you that. There you go. Very good. Yeah, I heard Jim Norton talking about it on his show one day. He said, yeah, I heard Dr. Steve say if you take the uh, the fleshlight and put it on a table and actually have sex with it, it's better. You know, I'm going to try that tonight. I was like, wow, somebody actually listens to this shit. How do you fasten it to the table, though? I well, mean, you just hold it thing. down or just wrap it in a towel oh. and just put your hand over it or something. Oh, or something. oh okay. All right. All right. I, I mean... I don't know. I'm guessing that's how you would do it. Wink, wink. Well, you know, as long as you buy a dinner afterwards. <laughs> that's the great thing. You just put it under the faucet and throw it up above the uh, medicine cabinet and forget about it until next time. It's the greatest thing in the world. Hey, uh, Rob, thank you for being here. It was a delight. My pleasure, man. This was just so much fun. It's I... always great to see you and great to listen to you. and. Likewise, man, and we need to do this again, but we need to uh, plug your stuff, and I'm on the wrong script now. So it's it's, uh, the Rob Bartlett Radio Comedy Hour. Right. Is it .com, or they just search for that? Just search for that. It's a a podcast. It also is a a channel on YouTube. I have some video stuff up there as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find it. And also, if you're interested in being coached by a true coach (laughs) in show business— uh, check him out at the okay RB. Tell me the sorry. the RB Studio, the RBStudio.com. It's if you want to, you know, be a stand-up comic, or if you want to be an actor, or you are an actor and you need, or you are a stand-up comic and you just need some advice and help and coaching. And I do uh, audition prep is is the the thrust of, yeah. of what I, which is uh, and it's very it's it seems to be helpful and uh, I really love doing it. So. That's the big thing, right? Is getting through the audition. Yeah. Because once you're hired, they're going to it's like getting into medical school. Once once they accept you, you're pretty much going to make it in in that yeah. particular job. Yeah, it's, you just want to show them what you can do, you yeah. know, and I think the mistake that a lot of people make in auditions and you know, I've been auditioning for 40 some odd years, I still make the same mistakes. It's just you know, we we fear these things, we get all kinds of anxiety and and get so nervous about them and then you learn that they're really performances. So you just have to prep yeah. as yeah. though it was an actual performance, you yeah. know, and and it's just doing research and 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 doing the work. People you know? fear rejection so then they end up either not going or right. they do worse than they would have if they just weren't worried about it. Exactly. Exactly. Can you teach Jim Norton what to do with his hands when he's acting? Because, you know, that's his number one complaint. That's... It's, know what to do with his hands he really doesn't it's really it's so funny to watch you know um <laughs> he'll find something and what he'll do is he'll find something that he'll use every time he acts that too yeah right, so right, right. his little signatures so, oh yeah that's the guy who has his hands in his pockets all the time you know, whatever it is. <laughs> or johnny carson with the uh pencil or the cigarette and, right or, right uh, exactly. letterman with the pencil thrown it around well anyway so uh, it's the rbstudio.com check him out yes, sir. Um, one of the greatest people in the
the world is Rob Bartlett. And I bet you don't even know, because I know you don't listen to, if you do listen to our show, you don't listen all the way to the end. We um, give you a shout out at the end of every single show. No. Yep. And I'm going to, uh, we'll, we'll do that right now. We're going to take off. Dr. Scott, you got anything else? No, hey, thanks so much, Rob. Thanks. Always go to Dr. Scott. Guys. The great Rob Bartlett. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, that Gould girl, Lewis Johnson, Paul Ofcharsky, Chowdy1008, Eric Nagel, the Pork Charlotte whore, Rob. Uh, we we send, send a, a, a shout out to her every every time. Uh, Roland Campo, sister of Chris, Sam Roberts, she who owns Pigs and Snakes, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Matt Kleinschmidt, Dale Dudley, Holly from the Gulf, the great Rob Bartlett. That's where yours goes. There you go. Yep, there you go. Casey's Wet T-Shirt, Carl's Deviated Septum, Patty Seacups, Bernie and Sid. How about that? Are you still friends with them, or do we like Bernie and Sid? I haven't haven't spoken to them in quite some time. Okay, they had me on their show. And uh, matter of fact, the drop at the beginning of this show is from Bernie and Sid. I'll play it again. Hang on. If you just read the bio for Dr. Steve, host of Weird Medicine on Sirius XM 103 and made popular by two really comedy shows, Opie and Anthony and Ron and Fez, you would have thought that this guy was was a bit of, uh, you know, a, a clown. Does that give you a... Uh... Spilkus, hearing that voice again. <laughs> um, I just, uh, just curious, why I'm behind Roland Campos and Dennis Falcone. <laughs> but perhaps I should be happy that I'm at least I'm ahead of Casey's wet T-shirt. <laughs> there you go. Casey's wet T-shirt is quite awesome, by the way. Um, Martha from Arkansas's daughter, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, who supported the show, has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM, channel 103, Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Jim McClure's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time. Check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking. Get off your asses and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine. Yay. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.